Hey, good morning, Drive Time. Welcome back. Uh, again, I'm David Drum. I'm here with you like I am every week with a different topic and a different speaker. Uh, although we are joined again by David Dusick, who was with us last week. Last week, we started going down the road of uh, David's new book, The Battle. Um, and if you didn't get a chance to watch that, I definitely invite you to go back and watch it. Or if you listen via podcast, uh, check that out. It will help make this week make a lot more sense uh, because last week uh, David talked about, uh, you know, kind of the formation of fire teams or the, these uh, small bands of brothers and how it's important for time and trust to, to um, build a relationship, to be able to go deeper than an inch uh, with these guys and, one of my questions to him was about how we get there. And he referenced the idea of kind of the battle hardened leader, that senior NCO to be the guy to start forming that. So uh, I asked David to come back and kind of speak to that point about in the church, who is that battle tested leader? So David, welcome back. Thank you for being here again. Hello, David. And, uh, uh, I'm definitely excited to, to get a little bit more into this topic. Well, I think it's a great, I think it's a great idea. And I, I've got, I've got a son, I've got five kids and our youngest son uh, is in Sydney, Australia. He works for a church that everybody knows uh, and goes to school there as well. And on his holiday breaks, he, uh, he does some pretty crazy stuff. I mean, they, they went to New Zealand and rented a little five guys packed into a little tiny, nothing bigger than a VW bus with no shower and went around. And then one, one off, one one break, a winter break, I think, uh, we found out that he was going to go climb Mount Everest. And I thought, no, you're, you're kidding, right? It's like, no, we're, we're going to go up to the highest way station, waypoint before you start getting real, you know? And he said, we're going to go, it's going to take several days to get up there. And it's also, believe it or not, the world's most dangerous flight just to get to your starting point because the runway is only so long and there's always these horrific crosswinds. And, uh, he was talking to me about his Mount Everest climb and, he, and they have Wi-Fi, believe it or not, they had Wi-Fi at the waypoint. And so he's, you know, taking pictures and right behind him is Mount Everest. And he and his buddies are dressed like the locals, you know, uh, they looked like a Nepalese guys. Uh, and the first thing that they did when they got on the ground, was they got their guide. Uh, they rallied with their guide because their guide has been up and down that mountain, you know, 5 million times. And he knows absolutely every place to step. And he knows every place not to step. And he'll tell you, don't step on that rock because it doesn't have the support that it needs. Don't walk over here. We're going to go up this side. And that was, that was how they made it up is they had this guide who had all the life experience walking up this trail so that they didn't end up falling off a cliff to, and dying that my wife would have been really upset about that. you know. And that was her biggest fear, but these local guides are just so good that they can walk up Mount Everest by feel. They know what's underneath their feet as they're walking along. And I think to address this, this concept of senior NCO, the battle hardened leader, um, these are the guys that have the life experience where they can walk another guy up their own Mount Everest. Uh, you know, whether you're a guy who's divorced or whether you're a guy who's dealing with uh, 
catastrophes at work or uh, you know the is issues in your marriages um there are guys that we're going to interact with that are in the middle of those battles i i believe that there's only three places any man could ever be he's either in a battle uh, going into a battle or coming out of a battle. That's pretty much the three stages of life for every dude. <laughs> There's no other place we can be. You know, we're celebrating coming out of the battle or we're about ready to go into one. And sometimes we don't know it uh, or we're in the middle of a particular battle. And I think as we gather together as men, if you want to know what qualifies you as a senior NCO, uh, you don't have to have the book knowledge. You don't have to be, uh, you don't have to dazzle me with your biblical brilliance, but if you have just come out of an issue where you had a son who you didn't talk to for 15 years, finally come back to your house for the first Thanksgiving in 15 years, I'm going to hang out with you because I have a son that's like that right now. And the way I'm looking at this thing, you're coming out of your battle because he just came home. I'm in the middle of it because I can't even get him to return a phone call. And there's going to be a natural attraction for me to you. And that's the only qualification that you need is to say, hey, man, my son just came home. Wow. You know, I need you to talk to me about Paul's original epistles in the Greek language. No, I don't care. I, the fact is that you have spilled that blood on that mud. I can relate to you. And now you're a leader. And it isn't about, as I mentioned in the, in the earlier episode, it's not about having 18,000 of your closest friends in a small group. We've all done a start stop where we thought, man, I'm going to have 50 guys. I do events for a living. And I speak to men who are got these huge churches and they're men's leaders. And they're like, oh, dude, we're going to have 500 guys. And then they call me a week before and they say, we only have 150. And they're so busy focusing on the 350 guys that aren't going to be there that they forget that the part that matters the most is the 150 that will be. And so I think as, as, battle-hardened NCOs as the, the Nepalese mountain guide that every one of us is, our life experiences in and of themselves will help lead other men into a bond of brotherhood. Because if we're real about it and we're transparent about it and we say, look, I, this is the, this is the place I just came out of, you know, this is the, the pornography addiction that God finally delivered me from. That's going to resonate with somebody around the table a lot more than, hey, let's go through, you know, a proverb a day and talk about what you know, David was thinking when he was in a cave, because I'm not David, I'm not in a cave, and I don't need to write any poetry. What I do need is, is to have a lot of help from a guy like that, or a guy who, in my circumstance, has seen his relationship with a kid restored. That's what's going to qualify you as a leader. It's not so what you know, it's what you've been through. Right. So then what you're, what I'm hearing you say is if you are one of those guys and you've walked through that, that battle, um, as you meet people, you basically have to be willing to share that. You absolutely, you have to be able to, to put that out there because as you said, you know, maybe they're just going into a battle and they're not aware that they're going to need a guy and, and God has a, a funny habit of putting dudes together at a table that right. <laughs> accidentally Oops. who, you know, I say, well, yeah, I'm, I'm divorced. I've got, you know, kids and, and this was a struggle we had, uh, you know, coming out of that divorce with a custody battle. And, and, uh, this is how I came to, to find Christ. And, yeah. um, but then two months later, that guy, sees me in the foyer of church and he's like, Hey man, you said that thing. And <laughs> I'm there. Yeah. Like, 
okay, let me let me buy you a cup of coffee because there you, you go. Um, wow, and that and that you just started a ministry just like that. I mean, that's that's truly the way that it is. And I think you know when when God gets us, when God allows us uh, or brings us through whatever the battle might be, we're that guy that's coming out of the battle, and we remember what it was like to be in the middle of that battle and, and how life was before and how it might be a little different coming out, but we have a choice when God brings us through something, we can either give it away or we can die with it. And I think that dying with some a victory that God gave us in whatever arena it might be is terrible stewardship because he got us through whatever it is specifically for the intent of us giving it away and helping other guys climb their own Mount Everest to use the same example. Again, we're, we've now made it to, to this waypoint. And now we've got to go back and help guys make it up to this waypoint. Cause we know where to step and where not to step. And those are really the qualifications of a leader. It ain't about numbers. Uh, I have guys all the time who again, call me and say, I thought we were going to have this many guys. I said, look, my name is David. So, so is yours, David drum. My namesake in the Bible made a huge mistake counting the troops and it did not go well. So I have always been the one to default on God brings the right people. It's not the number that matters. It's who is there. And when he gives us the opportunity, then we just seize it. And you don't have to dazzle them with anything brilliant. You don't have to know. You don't even have to know all 66 books in the Bible. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you've read the whole thing. It's a good idea too, but God will give you the words to say, just like Jesus gave his disciples the right things to say through the power of the Holy Spirit. It's like, don't worry about what to say. Just make the connection and God will handle the rest. That's why he got you through the battle. And I agree with everything you're saying, um, you know, and, and again, we, we kind of talked before we hit record about some of this, um, you know, guys are famous for disqualifying themselves you bet. Uh, to, you know, for lack of better terms, they'll see a problem. They'll see a need and they'll be like, well, somebody should do something about that. <laughs> but I, you yeah. know, I would, but you know, I did that thing or I would, but the last time I tried to reach out to a guy like that, you know, I, I said, I'd buy him coffee and he blew me off and looked at me like I was funny. Um, like, what do you, what do you say to those guys that, you know, they tried and, and that's, that's my, my favorite excuse in the world is, well, I tried. Well, how I, many times did you try? I tried on a battlefield means you're not going to live very long. Um, you get the true story. You, you get back up and you just keep on driving. And I think that, that uh, something that's worth pursuing is worth failing. As long as we're failing in a forward direction, you know, it's a lot easier to get up when you fall on your face than when you fall on your back, at least you're trying, you know, you just keep driving forward and don't let the rejection. I mean, I'm sure a lot of the guys that are watching this are, are married and may have had a girl in their life before they met their wife. And that didn't work out for some reason, but we didn't just decide, okay, well, I guess it's time to join a monastery. I'm done now. That didn't work out. And it's the same thing. We get back up and we keep trying, you know, it, it, the, the greater problem is in a lot of cases, there's hidden shame, there's embarrassment. Uh, there's things going on that we don't know because that person hasn't been able to verbalize it yet. Uh, and again, same thing with the guys who say, yeah, I tried that. Hey man, 
we're all, we've all fallen short of the glory of God. We all sin. We all do stupid stuff. If you could see in my head 15 minutes ago, uh, you, you would disqualify me from speaking to a group of people. Or if you caught me in traffic on the way back from the gym this morning, I mean, South Florida, Southwest Florida is not a fun place to drive, especially when there's license plates that aren't from around here and getting cut off. And I'm, I got a terrible attitude when I'm behind the wheel. And if God was really going to disqualify me uh, for the way that I drive, then I would have been disqualified. Like when I got my license back in the 1980s, the only people, the only one that disqualifies us is us. We're not disqualified for the kingdom. God used the world's most abject failures to do the greatest things in the word of God. Just take a look at all of them and you'll know that there's liars and cheaters and alcoholics. And I mean, the whole caboodle is mixed into this group of people that he used in the word of God. So I think we have to requalify ourselves, David. I think we just need to say, you know what? I screwed up today, but God is still going to use me. And I'll be completely honest with the guys watching. There are men that you know that I'll never be able to reach. David Drum will never be able to reach. You are put in these people's lives because you're the right man for the job. And you don't have to be qualified. You just have to be present. My old sales trainer used to say, if you can't be good, at least be there. And it was funny, but it's true. You don't have to know what it's like to lose your spouse, to sit with a man who just did. You don't have to know what it's like to file bankruptcy, to sit with a guy who's in the middle of it. We don't need to have the right scripture to say. In fact, I, I always say Bible bullets can be deadly. If you fire Romans 8, 28, all things, oh man, it's going to be fine. All things work out for the good of those who love him and have been called according to his purpose. If this guy just got a divorce decree delivered to his mailbox at the apartment that he doesn't even want to be in because she kicked him out, the last thing he's going to want you to do is wax poetic about your latest memory verse. You just need to sit there. If you can fog a mirror, you're the right man. And that's how organically brotherhood is formed when you're just there. My best friend, one of the things that he did for me, and you can read about it in my first book, but when my son uh, tried to kill himself before he tried to kill himself, when he moved all the way to Seattle to live with uh, my ex, I was heartbroken because I was losing my son and I was so mad. I wanted to file an injunction against her with the court and make sure that she couldn't take my kid out of the state. And I had the whole plan laid out. And so I showed up at my best friend's house, David, he's my battle buddy, same name again. Um, and when I, when he opened the door, I broke down like a, a little girl started crying, you know, snot flying everywhere. didn't get a word out. He had no idea what was going on. And instead of asking me, he just grabbed me by the arm, brought me into the house, put me on a couch, gave me a bottle of water and threw a box of Kleenex across the room at me. And for over an hour, he sat there and said nothing. Those are the qualifications of a leader. You don't have to know what the guy's going through. You don't have to have the right thing to say. God will organically form these relationships. All you need to be is available and understand that God already knows that you can't be disqualified. So quit disqualifying yourself. That's good, man. That's good. I think there's a lot of guys out there that need to hear that and, and need to embrace that and realize that that's you, that you right there. Um, the guy listening to this this morning, uh, whether it's on the day it's released or six months from now, whatever it is, uh, somebody's going to hear that and, and know that that's their role to just sit there. Like you said, fog, fog a mirror. If you're breathing and you got a pulse, God's you're the right man. You. You're the right man for the job. <laughs> and he and he put you there for a reason.
Amen. So, all right. Well, uh, again, you know, we like to, we like to land the, the plane, so to speak, uh, um, on the tangibles. Sure. So, and, and I feel like that's really what we've been talking about for the last few minutes, uh, about like just being present and being there. Uh, do you have any, any other points you want to add to that? Cause I, I mean, rather than ask you what to do, I mean, you just came out of that, you know, sure. just show up like what, right. Keep listen to the Holy spirit, keep your eyes open. And here's the other thing that, um, we've become a culture of, of, of head down because we're always looking in these put it in your pocket, keep your head up at work today. When you go off to the office, when you're driving around, when you're standing in line at Starbucks and allow God to show you people that you need to be there for, uh, especially at work because a lot of people are struggling and we're so busy with our head down scrolling through social media that we forget to look up and we miss these divine appointments that God puts in front of us. And that's really what I would say is our assignment every day. But today, when you, you know, go off to work, look around and I promise you, God will provide you with an opportunity uh, to share something, whether it's just airspace or the gospel, he's divinely orchestrating. As my friend, Pat Morley says, he's sovereignly orchestrating all the seemingly random circumstances in your life. There are no accidents. Those people are in your life for a reason. Just look up. That's good. Uh, gentlemen, I, I definitely invite you. Uh, the link is in the, um, in the description, go back, watch last week's video again, if you missed it. Uh, also check out, uh, David's website, uh, there, uh, you can check out rough cut men, the battle and, uh, his video series as well. Uh, find, find somebody to begin this journey of, of building, trust over time, uh, find somebody who is going to be that battle buddy, you know, uh, just being that guy that can help pick someone else up. If you're willing to do that, the day you need to be picked up, that guy's going to be there for you as well. So, uh, David, thank you for being here. Thanks, David. Thank you for, uh, uh, sharing some wisdom with us. Uh, gentlemen, I will see you again next week here on drive time. 